Two peas on a pod back here again. I'm Jason here as always with Dale. And today we're going to be doing uh, the part two of our serial killer uh, series of shows. We're going to be discussing the uh, the uh, Louisiana Strangler, the Bayou Strangler, uh, Bayou Blue. I'm not sure how you want to describe this guy, but um, Ronald Dominique. And uh, he was a serial killer that... that uh, confessed to killing 23 people in southeastern Louisiana over the course of 1997 through 2005, I believe. And and, uh, Dale brought this up and and, and was talking about the the documentary, which made me interested. And I went and and watched it. And the the strangest thing to me was that I hadn't even heard of this case before. And, uh, you know, we, we live relatively close to that area. I've I've spent yeah. quite a bit of time in that area, like right in that area where the murders happened. I've I've been quite a few times. Uh, oh, I used yeah. to go fishing there uh, during the summer. We used to fish for redfish out there, and uh, like during during the period of time the murders were happening. So, uh, just really interesting, and uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, do you want to uh, talk about anything you've been watching lately? <sighs> I think of what, what we haven't addressed yet. Uh, oh, shit. You, I did not uh, get around to watching Batman vs. Superman today. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I think I told you already, I, I, I just recently watched uh, Batman and uh, uh, Captain America Civil War. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Ant Man fun. Uh, Ant Man was fun. Uh, uh, Captain America: Civil War was fun. I enjoyed it. I've just also watched Age of Ultron recently too. So uh, oh, really? okay. I just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm caught up with Marvel, I guess. And uh, I I just don't. The Avengers movies are not great to me. I don't know what it is about them. They just, uh, I just prefer the Captain America films. Yeah, I, uh, strangely enough, I've only seen Ant-Man out of those three. I haven't, um, I haven't watched the, the more recent stuff. I haven't seen Age of Ultron yet. Um, I, it's weird seeing the uh you know the 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 main guy uh, I don't know his name uh from Godzilla and the girl who played his wife 
uh, Ethereum there is uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, I think, is uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I, I think she's fine as Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen uh, pictures. I haven't seen the movie. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's fine. They just really, really need to find some way to condense these films down. Because two and a half hours for a comic book movie is ridiculous. Uh, it's just too much shit thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, look, people always complain that people say that I bitch too much about run times, but that's really one of the main things that, um, Keeps me from watching these, just because I don't I don't really have the time to devote you know in one sitting. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, I'm just kind of getting tired of comic book movies to tell you the truth. Yeah, there's only a few things that I'm you know keeping an eye out for. I wouldn't mind seeing Guardians of the Galaxy too. Uh, I can't wait yeah. for the Netflix Punisher series. Uh, yeah. I'm like Jones for that. Punisher was easily the best part of season two of Daredevil. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Shit. Well, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you the uh, I saw Ouija Ouija the Origin of Evil. Oh Ouija. yeah. Well, I guess I'm pronouncing that Ouija, right. Ouija, Ouija, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and I really enjoyed that. It, um, I didn't realize that it was directed by a director I like a lot, uh, Michael Flanagan. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wouldn't have watched it otherwise because I really didn't like the first movie. Um, but I uh, really enjoyed uh, the film. I thought it was really good, really, uh, really, uh, really freaky. You know, for just a one-off type movie. You know, I really try to yeah. avoid those types of uh, spook house movies these days, just because they're all so badly done. You know, they're all just copycats of each other. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it was cool. It's a tight ninety. 99 minutes and, uh, you know, in and out and, uh, you know, fun for a, for a one watch. Yeah. <sighs> Tight and in and out. I was just trying to see how many more of those braids you could fit in there. <laughs> uh, I was, I was thrusting for a, for a solid period of time until the climax. Yep. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Bravo. Um, uh, but uh, let's see what else have I watched since we did a show last 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 Sunday. I watched uh, um, oh fuck, what was the name of it? Um, Stephen King's uh, the one with the rat, bad rat, uh, rat bat. Wait, rat bat. Graveyard shift. Oh, 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 okay. Now that has a terrible picture for it on Amazon Prime, by the way. It does, yeah. Uh, that's it where doesn't I watched make it. any sense. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm like, I was like, what the fuck is that? It said it was graveyard shift. It looks like one of those uh, cut out uh, children's books, like a little Halloween book of a, of a, a coffin <laughs> and a headstone and shit that somebody just put on there. <laughs> yeah. Weird. But I uh, watched that and uh, really, really enjoyed it. That, that, that movie's underrated as hell. Oh, yeah, man. I thoroughly. I, it's one of the more enjoyable uh, King adaptations to me. Yeah. Uh, no, because I don't think it takes itself too seriously. No, not at all. Not at all. And it's got some cool, like, scenes in it. You know, when they fall in that pit that's just got bones from, like, 100 years in there, oh, and it's oh, just yeah. like this cave. That's just a cool little, uh, I guess it's a matte painting. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you didn't notice, like, a you know, relatively small town that hundreds of people have gone missing? Dude, it's like, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, I, I would want to know how many people that was supposed to represent. Because, it was a shitload of bones, I don't know. Yeah, it sure was. Like big, like femurs and shit. So yeah. it was a lot of people. <laughs> it's always femurs. Always. Like femurs and skulls, and that's uh, that's all people have yeah. in their bodies. Um. Let's see. I just imagine somebody with a really low budget trying to do that. Just five buckets of KFC and sucking all the meat off of them and throwing them down there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I wouldn't gladly do that, you know, you know eating all you would eat the, chicken and shit. You would eat the KFC? Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. I'd be sitting off screen, you just hear me <laughs> sucking it down and shit. Is that what, you're, is that what you're offering to do? I would gladly, I would gladly yeah. eat that chicken for them. Yeah, just anybody listening who's wanting to make uh, a low-budget, pretty hard movie phone, you provide the chicken and I'll, I'll, I'll provide the phones. <laughs> Oh man! I'll be as large dr- as possible. Like, That's direct. Like, I I, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Like, I'll eat it. Like, I haven't mastered the art of breathing while I'm eating. So you hear me just sucking it down, just taking a huge breath and choking because you're inhaling the, yeah. the chicken into your lungs. Yeah, exactly. I'm like literally coughing up the bones. And then I'm just like in a frenzy. But uh, yeah, what else has Ralph Singleton done? Are you, are you familiar with anything he's done? What? Okay. Oh, the guy who did Graveyard Shift. Yeah, no, I'm Ralph not Singleton. Yeah, I looked him up. Uh, let me look him up again here, real quick. Because I looked him up when I was watching this last with uh, my brother, IMDb. He must have written Taxi Driver. He's, uh... Oh, man. This production manager. What's going to do? He's only directed two movies. He's or, done a lot of shit. He's only, damn, he's only directed, directed one movie. He's only directed Graveyard Ship. Which is funny, yeah. because the commentary we just did was like a one or two time director for Demolition Man. Yeah, that's uh, true. Directed a couple episodes of Candy and Lacey. He's mostly known for as a production manager 
for murder 1600, last man standing, another 48 hours, Harlem Nights. You want a man? History of the World Part 1, yeah, you want a man, yeah. I don't even see that. That's producer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it now. Supernova, Leap of Faith, Pet Cemetery 2. And Pet Cemetery. Huh. So, I guess that's how I got it. He had already had some experience. I'm guessing the original director may have, you know, stepped out or so. Yeah, I bet you're right. Assistant director on Death Witch. Uh, Three Days of the Condor, Taxi Driver, Network, a Sentinel, second assistant director. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he had already worked in it for quite a while before uh, Graveyard Shift. But, man, I, I love Graveyard Shift. It's always fun to watch. And that that, yeah. that song in the end credits is so stupid. Oh, so stupid. <laughs> oh, well, it's great, though. I mean, it, I don't know. It's a, it's a, like a, a gory horror movie. You leave feeling good after watching yeah. it, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, uh, you know, and none of the characters are really likable at all. Even the, you know, the, the main guy and the, the woman are not really that likable, in my opinion. And especially the guy that owns the mines, man, or owns the, uh, he, he's the most likable one to me. He's <laughs> a shithead. And he loves being a shithead. He just goes around like beating women and stabbing people like randomly with yeah, his that's tiny. It. He's got like a pocket knife he stabs everybody with. Yeah, well, just a tiny, one of those tiny pocket knives you get at a gas station. It <laughs> can't kill you; it just pisses you off. Yeah. Hey, man, chill that out. He uh. He had a great accent in there. I don't know what he was trying to channel for that. Yeah, he was really good. He it, well, it was it was a main accent, and it was really interesting. I was I was talking to a buddy of mine that uh, lives in Maine. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, they do talk like that up there. And that that guy is really? uh, the that actor. I don't remember his name right off, but he's a really uh, really accomplished actor. Yeah, I remember booking him up too and seeing that he had uh, he been pretty busy with some stuff too. I mean, he's like a you know uh, a classically trained like Shakespearean. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, expect him uh, in Graveyard Shift. But. Stephen Merchant. Okay, yeah. He looks kind of like a a more weathered Fred Ward to me. He does. At least yeah, in that movie. That's actually what my wife said when she came in. She she was telling my kids, she said, that's the guy from Tremors. I'm like, no, that's not him. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, they, they came in while I was watching. Knife. Yeah, I did. I, of course. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to learn something. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, uh, but he was in, uh, what's something that I really know him from? He was in... Uh, Monster Squad. Okay. Uh, what else has he done? He's got 94 credits. So. Um, 
it's something that I really know him for. Uh, let's see. I'll just keep uh, looking here and not talking. Yeah, yeah, we'll have these, these pauses uh, here. This is why I need to be eating chicken while we do this, so I can fill in these pauses. Anyway, uh, I can't find it right off, so we'll just move on. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I saw uh, I saw a movie you may like called uh, Pete. Uh, what is it Pete's Dragon? Oh, the uh, recent remake. Yeah. Oh, well, was, it, yeah. was it actually pretty good? Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was uh, the the uh, cinematography is really really cool. You know, huh. of course, it's all it's all CGI, but it's uh, it's really impressive. Hmm. I have to, I have to look into that. Uh, it's one on thing, the, though, I want to. It's on the Voodoo if you want to check it out. Oh, there's several things on there I need to check out. Um, but uh, there was something I want to let you know before I forget. Um. Uh, on Amazon, no, 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 on Netflix, they have uh, a documentary called The Despot and the Lovers, I think it is. Uh, it's about when Kim Jong-il, yeah, Kim Jong-il uh, uh, kidnapped a uh, South Korean film director and his wife to make a movie for him. I've heard about that uh, before. Yeah, I, I just actually picked up the book on it. I haven't read it yet, though. Um, but, yeah, I know about it. It's it's interesting because he kidnaps them. He keeps them separated. You know, he keeps her hostage so he'll do what he wants them to do. Right. Uh, and then, you know, of course, when they finished, I think they he just let them go. And the movie they made, I actually have on VHS. It's called Polgasari. It's a giant monster movie. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting because I think some of the uh, special effects guys for uh, Toho Studios were hired to come and make the film uh, as oh, really? well. And I think the guy in the suit is a guy who would play Godzilla uh, through the eighties and nineties. So okay. it's a very interesting story. So that may be a documentary. We'll check it out. I'll, I'll probably end up watching it tomorrow. I just found it like an hour ago. Let's see. Is it The Lovers and the Dead Spot? Uh, Dead Spot, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Dead Spot, yeah. okay. Sorry. Yeah, I guess that's uh, the uh, title of it. I guess we're going to switch. Well, I was looking at the... Uh, was I looking at the young, the restless, and the gay? I think is what I pulled up at first. You should watch that too. That's well. That's uh, I added it to my queue. Good. Um, <laughs> cool. And you watch that, that and then research the research the gay bars and new ones. You watch that on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Sure do. Get that ass ready. Yeah. Uh, all got, right. Yeah, I've got, I've got plenty to say about that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we both do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it since the last time we talked. I mean nothing really uh, that memorable. <coughs> I haven't been to the um, theater. There's a lot of stuff I want to see in the theater, but I haven't I haven't had a chance to get out there yet. I'm sure I'll get out to see. Oh, excuse me, King Kong. Yeah, in a few weeks, but that, that's about it. At least for right now, I'm not sure what war for the. Uh, Point of the age comes out, but um. Oh yeah, is that is that summer or is that is that coming out before the summer? That's I would think I don't know. I honestly do not know when it's coming out. I would think within the next few months. Man, I saw fucking Hook again. When's the last time you saw Hook? Um. Probably like ninety two, ninety three. Man, that movie's a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> oh, awesome! I mean, that really, was that's, that's pretty much all I'll say about it. Rufio is one of the better parts of the movie. Um, is he? It's just like I mean, this is a children's movie, man. It's like it's almost three hours long. Like I mean, my, my kids are watching this thing. They're like struggling to stay conscious for this movie. I'm, I slept through half of it. I mean, yeah. good God. I was out like a light, man. It bored the fucking piss out of me. <laughs> it's just, uh, I just don't get it. I mean, people love that movie. I just, I, I don't get it. I I would think that the Star has a lot to do with some of the lower part. But, uh... I never was nostalgic for Hulk. I mean, I've never really liked the Peter Pan story at all, you know, myself personally anyway, so. Um, you know, uh, I mean, Robert Williams is great, but, I mean, he's always great. I mean, he's not the problem I have with the movie. But, uh, no, no. I mean, Dustin Hoffman does, does a good job, too. I don't really have a problem with him. It's just, I mean... The pacing is way off, man, and it's just it's all over the place. It's trying to do too much. It's it's like it's trying to comment on like the uh, the you know family situation and make all these social commentaries and shit. It's just like goddamn. Like I mean, the the final action scene is like forty five minutes long. I mean, it's pretty awesome, but even that bores the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, if it was just that, I think, if it was just the opening and then the action scene and then in credits, like, maybe I could tolerate it. I mean, I'm, anyway. man, I'm just avoiding that. I'll stop. I'll stop bitching about that. But it, I was just really, oh, I was really blown away at how bad it was. I was like, surely, you know, surely when I was 12, you know, I didn't really, you know, have a good opinion to watch this movie at that time. But no, I was the right age group. I just hated it when I was twelve, you know. And I fucking really hate it now, more so than then. <laughs> anyway, we can move on. Oh, it's cool. I'm just trying to think of what else. Uh... God, I know I've watched other stuff recently. I don't know why it's like I haven't retained any any of the memory of it. I just keep blacking out having missing time while I'm down here. <laughs> yeah. I can relate to that. Except 
go for an x-ray, and I have like foreign objects all in my body, everywhere, like all these fucking aliens are just putting shit, you know, shit all up in me. Not even in my ass, just everywhere else. It looks like Albert Fish's x-ray. Jeez. Was that his urethra that had all that shit stuffed into it? I think it was right over... No, it wasn't right in there. It was uh, in his groin, like probably around his balls and his ass and stuff. It was deep in there. Oh, I know. It had been in there for years, they said. Yeah. Uh, you know, you only live once, I guess, YOLO. Yeah, YOLO. Yep. <laughs> YOLO. It's all bars of soap and needles going up into my shit. Yeah, everything, man. Jo- yeah, jelly boy. jars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the freaking olive mountain pickles all up in your ass. YOLO swag. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, well, uh, I'm, hmm. you want to get to our, our, our major topic here? Or I guess so, man. I, I don't know why the hell there. I can't remember anything. Fuck. <laughs> well, I, uh, I saw Dreamcatcher, or the first 45 minutes of it, again. Oh. Wait, and I just pretended okay, it only lasted. Yeah, I just pretend it only lasts 45 minutes. I turn it off, and it's a great movie. Oh, okay. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. I love well, it. Shit, and all that. Okay. Yeah. When, when Morgan Freeman turns up, movie, turn it off. Oh, okay. When you see Morgan Freeman, turn it off. But no, oh, shit blowing man. out of people's asses, man. I love it. <laughs> um... I guess the only other thing I know, I don't even know if we ever did a show talking about this, because uh, I went back and, I guess, to get into the mood for, you know, this topic we've been doing lately, it's uh, watching um, uh, True Detective again. I know I've oh, talked about this before we even recorded, but uh, that's, that's, I don't know, I, I just love it, because it, it really captures that atmosphere, I think, of the deep south. You've seen it, what, three or four times all the way through now? This is the fourth time. Wow. And I guarantee you I'll watch it again. <laughs> uh, I, I just love it. And it was, I was reading some shit about it, like a review from, uh, I can't remember their fucking website. It was about the last episode, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, about you know, the way they ended it with that, you know, the inbred monster and shit. And, uh, yeah. I thought it ended fine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just people bitching about this shit, like, just assholes. No, and I then, thought it ended fine, I loved it. I loved it all the way through. Uh, and I love, you know, Cole's, you know, when you finally see Cole be human at the end of it, yeah, uh, I, I love that. You know, it brought you closer to this character, and you realize why he is the way he is. Uh, that he's actually probably a better person than anybody else in the show because of the way he is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what is that shit ass site that's run by a bunch of shitheads? 
Salon or Salon.com, or whatever oh, that sure. is. Uh, I keep getting, I, well, until I bought there on Facebook, I kept getting, like, you may like this, articles by them. And I don't want any articles by them because they're all inept, like, things. You know, they, they just suck ass. They, they were talking about True Detective and like slut shaming and shit like that. So oh, like, really? where are you pulling this from? What yeah. is this, like, yeah, uh, Perez Hilton or some shit? I, I, it wasn't, I, I don't know who it was. It was some piece of shit who likes to attach shit like that to everything. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like they are actually relevant to society and the world, but they're really not. You know? Yeah. Uh, they're just shit stirs. Uh, then the, the, uh, the super, I guess the super liberal assholes out there who won't, they, they yap like the little fucking toy dogs. Yeah. Chalupas or whatever the fuck they are. And uh, they won't shut their fucking mouth. They just need attention. They get, I, it just pissed me off seeing that. Because I'm tired of people looking at everything and, and seeing something horrible about it. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's very... I mean, it was, it was widely acclaimed. Critics loved it. The first series, yeah. at least. That's probably why this shit face felt the need to do that. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the, uh, about that. Season three has been confirmed. Uh, true really? I've actually got breaking news here. I've got the uh, the cast list here. We've got uh, uh, Chris Kattan <laughs> is going to be in there, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we've got oh, uh, you Chris Kattan and, and Kevin James. And Rob Schneider, oh, I think, it's going to be it's going to have a reoccurring character. Oh, God. So Adam Sandler just bought up rights and nobody's doing anything with it anymore. <laughs> God damn. But no, seriously, they, they, they have greenlit season three. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, just just not uh, with former SNL uh, alumni. <laughs> not, not with... Uh, Tim Meadows in there. No, not with box office poison. Well, they bring in... Uh, an exception to that now. Tim Meadows is awesome. I, I, I don't have a problem with him. The one I, I'm trying to think of, what is his name? The guy was who always did like the Sean Connery impression? Daryl Hammond. Oh, yeah. Okay, they confirm it, and he is the only cast member. He does he all plays the everybody. Yeah, I, everybody. I would actually like yeah. I'd like to see that. That'd be funny. He was Colonel Sanders. That's the last thing I saw him in, in a KSC commercial. Well, I, they've had all sorts of people play Colonel Sanders. He oh, was, no. and George Norm Hamilton, McDonald. I think, was. Yeah, Norm MacDonald. I think Tom Berger was. Was he really? Yeah. I think, wow. Like he was a gold one or whatever. I, I think that's who that was. Oh, it was the, weird. He was, like, really, really tanned or something? Well, he was, like, literally gold. I guess that's one of the more recent ones. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Some some bullshit know. product line they're trying to release. Like it's more chicken. Yeah, that's all Shocker. it is. You make chicken. Shocker. That's it. Yeah, you, know, you make good chicken. You know, 
For me, it's KFC as a chicken and uh, Popeye as a biscuits. Oh, I don't yeah, if I eat that, that shit more, I would go. I would go to both places to get a meal. I would actually go out of my way to do that. That's why I don't go get that. I think Popeyes uh, has the better mashed potatoes too. Well, they put the uh, that that gravy, that awesome gravy in there. Yeah, the gravy is is good. Uh, now here we we're already talking about food. Way off topic. <laughs> way off topic already. <laughs> Oh man! But um, but uh, uh, no, I just I'm I'm just been in that mood, just watching stuff like that. So that's that's actually to get us into our topic. It's uh, why I looked up by you blue. Uh, <coughs> oh really? Because I was looking up like you know more southern stuff, like southern crime stuff, and and right. I've seen that it's been on here for a while. The uh, picture they use makes it, it, it makes it seem like the, the black guy on there is the one who's been killing all these people. That's, but that's just because he's doing what you see. Yeah, that's sleepy sleepy. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really hate to laugh uh, at that guy, but man, you, you're right. I'm, I'm actually watching it again right now, and this dude is, he's on something, man. <laughs> he's having trouble staying awake. Oh, man. That, that's the thing. The, uh, the other documentary we watch is better because of the fact that it doesn't make me laugh as much. Yeah. This is a horrible thing, and I'm laughing. I mean, I'm laughing at at uh, him, especially him, but then when they catch uh, Ronald McDominick or whatever his name is, he is like, he is like the epitome of a cuckold. <laughs> all right, all right, let's... <laughs> And so we need to start from the beginning here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Dominique. Oh, oh okay. I'm, I'm still probably just going to call him that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, a lot of really, uh, really interesting things about this, uh, about this serial killer because, you know, we did, um, Robert Durst last, and I thought this really is, uh, you know, juxtaposed to him, um, the complete opposite type of situation as far as, you know, this, this guy is uh, not, you know, well off financially at all. He just is kind of able to get away with it for so long because of a few different reasons, and, and we'll get into those. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, White guy and his uh he's like fifties or so and uh he, he primarily uh rapes and kills uh black guys. He's uh he's younger than twenty three. Oh, is he younger than that? Okay. Yeah, he was he was forty two when he was called. So okay, he was he, while he was doing this, he was I am just saying, he was like what? in his early thirties probably when he started this. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. He's well, he's fifty three now, you're right, so so yeah, probably in his in his thirties and forties. Uh but uh you know, a gay guy and he uh you know, primarily prefers uh, black guys and uh let's see it was twenty three is what he confessed to. He was convicted for eight and yeah. uh ser- uh uh serving eight consecutive life sentences. 
for for doing that. But, uh, yeah, I I was going to say, it's not a whole lot about him on uh, on, on Wikipedia. It's kind of interesting. You learn a lot more while watching these documentaries. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like you said, though, man. Like, I knew absolutely nothing about him. Literally nothing. Yeah. Uh, I did know about that uh, Derek Lee Todd guy. Uh, the black serial killer who had been going around right. down there killing women. Uh, but I knew nothing about him and uh, and the other guy. And that's that's what's so utterly fascinating. I mean, this thing, <sighs> right in that one area, there are three active at the exact same time. Right. Because uh, there's another one. Uh, at least three that are yeah. caught. The uh, let's see, it was uh, Sean Vincent Gillis and then Derek yeah, Todd Lee, and they were kind of more high profile than than this case was. So they got more of the attention from law enforcement and media and everything else. And uh, you know, this was kind of put on the back burner, which is one of the you know one of the main reasons why they didn't catch this guy faster than they did. It's interesting noting the difference in victims, and I wonder if that has something to do with that. Yeah, totally. Like, uh, you know, totally. even Absolutely. though, uh, yeah, I mean, black gay men for the most part, yeah. as opposed to uh, white women in their homes. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, even surprisingly to me, the prostitutes yeah. that uh, the other guy was killing, they got more of a profile. They were not right. all prostitutes. And they, they really are, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's it's just really interesting, especially how many he got away with. I mean, he got away yeah. with one after they first interviewed him. Right. Um, it, it, it's really, it really is fascinating. And it's interesting watching him and how he acts and listening to his... Uh, Confessions, yeah, and just you, you can get a sense of how the man works. Yeah, uh, you know when he's in his element, he's a little monster. He's a little shithead monster. But when he's right. not, he is a, just a pathetic little toad. Right, right, totally, totally submissive until he's got them where he wants them, and then he takes yeah. over. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's when he kind of, you know, flips the switch and changes into the monster he really is. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to mention in the, the Lifetime documentary that, that we watched also, the the original documentary we watched is called Bayou Blue, and that's, uh, what, from like 2015? And that's, on, like that's that. on YouTube and and Amazon as well. But then there's another documentary on YouTube that was on Lifetime, and they mentioned that, uh, you know, those other two serial killers were active and they were trying to get a DNA sample off of one of the, the final victims. They finally had one that wasn't so decomposed that they were able to get a DNA sample and they had to wait, uh, I think they said 10 months to get a, a DNA sample back because 
the the lab was so backed up and they had to outsource it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. Which that just that just makes you stick to your stomach, doesn't it? It it really does. It's because uh, they they got the sample or the results back two weeks after they uh, caught the the last guy or after they found the last body. Right. Uh, and that guy, I think, had only been there. No, 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 no. The one before him had only been there probably a few hours before they found him. Yeah. The last victim was actually a white guy. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we'll get into that, too, that, you know, he, he really got more, uh, uh, well, I mean, more prolific. He was killing more and more people as it went on, but he also was being you know, less cautious, almost like he wanted to get caught or thought he, he was untouchable for the most part because he really screwed up when he, he killed a guy that um, that he knew. It was the one the one that he actually knew through work, and uh, he was working on a, on a contract job, some sort of manual labor, while he was uh, reading the meter. And that's how he met that guy. Yeah, that's it. And, they were actually able to place him together, you know, so that that was really stupid as far as, you know, what a serial killer should do. But uh, he was just really good at copying. That, that, that seems to be the pattern with the ones who get caught. Gacy sure. was doing shit like that. And yeah. Dahmer was as well, you know. That's, that's the thing. Those who maintain their composure and have no no desire to be caught, are likely not going to be. So you have to wonder how many have, uh, they, they sit there and say, like they, with with him, with uh, this Dominique guy, they said he's like the fifth most prolific serial killer in America, in American yeah. history. And I'm like, that's only the ones you've caught. Right. You know exactly. there have been others who have been far worse. Exactly. Uh, there are those operating today. I mean, they still don't know who the Long Island serial killer is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, you know the uh, what is it the uh, the Gemini killer the uh, uh, Zodiac Zodiac yeah yeah see Zodiac is done though he and he's I right. think he died. Right. Sure, so something happened, you know, where he's in a yeah. home or something. But I mean, we don't know how many people he killed, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Know, and, you know, this is just the 23 that we know about, you know? Yeah. Uh, the Long Island yeah. killer is still out there doing his thing, though. I mean, this was fairly recent. I, they just had something in a magazine a few weeks ago about him. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, they, they keep finding all these bodies on a certain beach area out there. Well... Uh, well, you know, something else I wanted to mention is this guy, uh, Ronald Dominique, he, uh, you know, he, his first kill, I think, is what he says, was in, like, 97. That's the first kill they got pinned on him. And uh, two times in the early 90s, he was arrested for aggravated yeah. rape. One, one, The first time was at gunpoint. He raped a guy at gunpoint. They dropped the charges because the guy didn't want to testify, probably because, yeah. you know, he was didn't want to be known as a homosexual or whatever. Yeah. And the second time they, they felt like there wasn't enough evidence. He, he raped the guy with a uh, machete to his neck. 
and yeah. uh, they, the prosecutors felt like there wasn't enough evidence to actually go through with the trial. So, you know, they had this guy before. You know, and he he served jail time. Just he was released because of, you know, yeah. it, it didn't go to trial. But, um, you know, the all the you know the indicators were there. You know, if if they had caught this guy and locked him up, then none of this would have happened. The same thing with uh, uh, Dollar and Gacy. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, they had, you know, like Gacy had that prior in Idaho where he had uh, right. sodomized that kid. Shit like that. Yeah. yeah, the markers were definitely there. They definitely were. Uh, Dahmer had issues before, too. Uh, that's not uncommon. Uh well, Dahmer had what, like rape somebody or attempted rape or something like that, or aggravated yeah, assault, it was something, some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it it is interesting reading about that, and then you realize that other more famous killers had the same, you know, kind of pattern, roughly. But you know, it's it, it's. It's almost a shame that you can't look at a pattern like that and say, oh, shit, this guy's going to do this, because you can't do that. You know, there are others who don't follow that pattern at all. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of sympathy for somebody that's that's going around raping people at all. I don't, you know, I think we need to kind of keep an eye on those folks anyway. Oh, uh, I'm the same way. Uh, I'm the exact same way. It's... I don't know. It would just be easier if you could figure out that somebody's going to do that, you know? Sure. Yeah, rapists just... I'm like you. I would just say castrate them. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't say that. But, I mean, I do feel that way. Oh, no, no, no. I'll say it. I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't disagree uh, with you. I don't... That's not something we could tolerate as a society. You can't... You can't turn people back loose in a society, you know, and expect them to to act right when they're doing something like that, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because stuff like this happens, you know. Oh, it's just it just yeah. goes to my issue with the judicial system, man. It just seems well, it just seems geared towards protecting the perpetrator over the victim. Well. Well, well, Ronald's main motivation, what he says, and he's got a lot of problems himself, uh, but his main motivation is he says he doesn't want to go back to prison, so he's he's not going to stop raping people. That's that's not even a, you know in the in the ballpark here. He's going to keep yeah. raping. He's just going to kill them so they can't go tattletale on him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, he he comes up with an excuse for everything he does. He, even the, you know when when he kills these guys, he always makes it look like he's the victim. Like they're going to hurt him, so he has to defend himself by by, by murdering them. You know. Yeah. Uh, Every single time. Yeah. So. Uh, well, he's just, just trying to pattern. justify it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. It's, it goes back to that pathetic nature of his. He's, uh, 
I don't know. He, like once he's caught, he's a totally different person than, you know, what his victims would see. Right. I don't know. It's, uh... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that he he was a, uh... You know, his his family knew that he was gay, and they didn't really accept it. That's why he wasn't even really living on the property. He was on his sister's property. He was was on the property, but not in the house. He He had, like, a little trailer in the back of her property. And that's where he did a lot of these these rapes. He did a lot there, and he also frequented uh, mini storages for some reason. He would go and like find a find an unlocked mini storage and rape and murder these dudes, and then go dump them out in the bayou. And uh, he would always do it to where they would be out there for two or three days before they were found, where they would be, you know, bloated up and just you know. Uh, already in those advanced stages of decomposition to where, you know, uh, there there was hardly any evidence they could use. Yeah, yeah, just because, uh, you know, the, I guess, I wonder if his timing of, of his kills uh, took that into consideration, just how, how bad the summers get here in the South. Yeah. You know, you know flesh rots extremely fast. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, this is uh, this is a good bit south from from even where you are. I mean, this is this is pretty yeah. much at the tip of Louisiana, so it's uh, you know it, it probably rarely even freezes there. Yeah, exactly. It just stays humid all the time, man. It's a swampy, muggy atmosphere. That's about an hour and twenty minutes away from me. Uh, where all this shit was going down. So, yeah, well, I mean, and honestly, man, if he had just taken the time to hide the bodies in some of that brush, yeah, better, they probably wouldn't have been finding some of those bodies to the skeleton eyes. Or the gators would have got them, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's doing, they, they make him seem like he's really thinking about doing this with it. I found for a few days, but at the same no. time, he's he's just dumping them off. After he kills him, he just wants them gone. Yeah, and that's his whole thing. He just dumps them somewhere. He's he's done. Uh, well, he, well, he could. Know. Yeah, I mean, he could go a little bit out of his way, and maybe they wouldn't have found you know ninety percent of these guys. Exactly. At least not been it able just, to you know identify them. No, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, you know, you, they still. I keep still reading these news reports and they're finding like skeletons and shit uh, yeah. for people who have been missing a year or longer. And oh, wow. uh, of course, it doesn't even take a year uh, for a body to become skeletonized here at the height of summer. Yeah. Uh, it only takes a few weeks. You've seen that. Oh uh, man, can you imagine just the like fire ants alone <clears throat> could probably ravage a, a skeleton. Oh yeah. There's so many things that, that would take care of that for you if you were inclined to do that. And he wasn't thinking about it. He, you know, he was he was certainly premeditating these things, but he really wasn't looking into disposal much at all, you know, except for maybe the one body that yeah. is actually left in the storage unit. But even then, I don't right. think that 
case, I think it was just, it would have been too hard for him to move that out of right. there. So he said, it was fuck convenient. it, just shut it. <sighs> yeah, I, exactly. I, I think this guy got extremely lucky in that, you know, the, the way the law enforcement was busy doing other stuff. And we haven't mentioned yet either that, you know, Katrina hit during this whole thing. Yeah. During the, yeah. During the height of his killing. And they had to pull off, all task force had to pull off of everything except for, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, salvage work, the, uh, you know, the after the, the, the flood aftermath and everything. Yeah, it was like seven or eight months, I think they said. Yeah. But they just so. could not work on that. That's, yeah, that's a long time. I mean, just think, I mean, there could have been two or three other bodies out there that, that went back with the tides or, you know, who knows, just, you know, disappeared in that flood water. Yeah, I mean, a situation like that is perfect for somebody inclined to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you will you will find victims and you will be able to dispose of them easily. <clears throat> well, uh, I don't know, it's... It, Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, it certainly did work in his favor. Absolutely. Uh, with that. Well, I don't know how many a lot of he killed at that time. A lot of things worked in his favor. I mean, for one, yeah. he was killing uh, low-class individuals, primarily black gay guys that, uh, you know, a lot of them were, were male prostitutes, were drug addicts that, you know, may or may not be missed and are, are definitely not going to be newsworthy. That that was the 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 key thing with this story is it, it wasn't national news because people don't care about, you know, drug addicts that go missing. Oh, yeah. People care about, exactly. I mean, if he was killing, like, uh, you know, white women at the college, you know, this shit would have been national news day one, you know. Well, yeah, like but, Edmund Kemper shit. Right. But, I mean, that wasn't the case. So, you know, he definitely wouldn't have been able to get away with it for as long. That would have been top priority for everybody if it wasn't, you know, his choice of victim, which, you know, I don't I don't give him credit for being really smart at all in what he was doing. No. Uh, I think no. he was just really lucky. It, I won't give him credit, but he did have that. He did use his pathetic nature to his advantage. He knew how to use that. Uh, yeah, that's how he was able to get all these guys. Survival kind of thing. Yeah, I mean because he uh, he played the you know the victim up until you know it was time for him to you know kill them. He strangled you know strangled them. I mean all these guys. There was really no signs of struggle. You know, he, was, no. he wasn't shooting them. He wasn't stabbing them. He was just strangling these guys. Yeah. Yeah, every single one of them. And he would talk them into it. Yeah. You know, for the most part. He would talk them into biting their arms and legs. And then, right. And, and once they are absolutely no danger to him, they're his. That's when he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. Yeah. Uh, he, he is just he's just a sniveling bag of shit yep. you know, he just keeps saying oh you know they called me like in his own words they called me a queer and a fag like really so that's why you go out and kill other gay men yeah so he's, he's just a 
he seriously is one of the shittiest among a shitty group of people to me, just because of how he is. He's like literally a little worm, a little fleshy, fat worm, you know? There's nothing to look at him and say, oh, you know, he's, you know, like, like you look at Bundy, and Bundy actually had the ability to accomplish things with his life. He just didn't. Yeah. Uh, and he had, also had the charisma that he used. This guy had nothing. He had literally nothing. No, he definitely was not charismatic. No. And that's, if anything, you, that's a, you may have felt sorry for him. It may have, may have been a sympathetic personality. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't understand in that documentary when they were saying that something like well, nobody really knew he was gay and all that, but the picture they show shows him looking really gay. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that to be an ass. He really, he was trying to look gay in that well, picture. Yeah, I mean, the, the what they were trying to say was like, I don't really think the gay community accepted him either because he was just a weird dude, you know? Like, yeah, you yeah. know, he, he couldn't, he couldn't, uh, find a place for himself there. He didn't fit in regular society. But, I mean, the thing is, man, he's, what, 30 minutes away from New Orleans? I mean, you can go find somebody to have gay sex with in New Orleans, absolutely. There's no excuse for this bullshit. Well, that's the thing. His second victim, he found at that gay bar that's, like, right off of French Quarter. You know, yeah. you can't miss it. I've seen it several times. It has that flag off of it. That's where he found oh, yeah. him. Um. And, uh, but I mean, that's not, that, 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 that was almost his excuse, you know. It was like, oh, I'm gay, you know, and I, I just got to do what I got to do. I mean, that's yeah. just, that's, that's bullshit, you know. That's trying to justify what he did to himself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because remember, he said that after he would do it, he would go take a shower and cry himself to sleep. Ah, whatever. I don't believe that shit. Uh, he's... Either he really is that pathetic, or he's just trying to portray himself more like that. Because I mean, the uh, the image—not the image, but the video of when they actually brought him in, when he's on that the cane and shit, yeah. trying to hobble over and oh, yeah. as ridiculous as possible. That yeah. was a show. Because yeah, that that's what I didn't show. care for about the documentary, saying he had had a heart attack, an apparent heart attack, two days before. And that's why he's, uh, that's why he's, he's, he needs a cane. So I know. Yeah, well, yeah no, they he, lingered on his cutting. ass, too. Did you see how they lingered on him walking? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for yeah. like five minutes. Like, it was like, I, I don't it's give like a shit. Like, put him in a wheelchair. Who, who the fuck cares? He's just a show. That's my thing. He's playing out that pathetic. It, it's just, as soon as he was caught by law enforcement, that pathetic, persona that he had that he had used yeah. so long to stay under the radar and he had to get his victims kicked into overdrive. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. So he's You're just right. trying to look even more uh, more like a, you know, like a worthless shithead. So I, I guess he, in his own way, that was his survival instinct being like, well, maybe somehow they'll see that I'm totally not worth this. You know, I can get out of yeah. this somehow. Uh, but yeah, he's he's just putting on a show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry if you just killed 23 people and you have a heart attack. Nut up, buddy. 
Because you're in this for the long haul. Well, he's he's real lucky somebody hadn't had his ass killed in prison already. I guarantee you he's in you know, he's in Angola and he's uh isn't that the name of their prison there? In Louisiana? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a documentary about that prison. It's it's not a nice place. But I guarantee you he's in he's in solitary because of the nature of his crimes. But uh you know, there's there's ways of getting around that shit. You know, that's why Jeffrey Dahmer's dead. Definitely. And, you know, for a prison that actually is full of mostly black men, they're not going to have any sympathy for him. Hell no. At all, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, his, his I, I don't know. I'm wondering what his situation is, what they're doing to protect him there, because you know they have it to. Oh, yeah. I mean, just 100% solitary confinement, you know? Yeah. Um, he's probably not coming out of his cell except on a limited basis. You know, like an hour a day, maybe? How I mean, not... Yeah, yeah. Not around anybody else. No, 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 no. They'd probably take him out to, like, a courtyard and let him walk around for an hour. Well, because one of the, one of the kids he killed there towards the end, I think it was a 17-year-old... Uh, who actually, you know, didn't fit the, the the profile because he was actually, you know, a real smart kid and, you know, highly loved in the community, you know, no drugs. Yeah. You know, he had a girlfriend, and uh, his his brother was a cop, so. Yeah. Or, or, or probably still is a cop, so, you know. Wouldn't it surprise me if he, if he had an accident, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know the nature of Angola. It maybe it's just much harder there than, say, the prison in uh, the Dahmer was in. I don't know. But uh, I felt sorry for the, uh, the the black woman in this Bayou Blue documentary because I think they said that, like, five of his victims were in some way related to her. Is that right? Oh, wow, I didn't realize yeah. that. Because he was killing them all in one area. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew that. All in uh, right around Homa, Louisiana, and uh, yeah. And for those of you that aren't familiar, they they have parishes in Louisiana, the only yeah. state in the union that, that doesn't have counties that actually has parishes. So, um, I know he's from from Thibodeau. Let's see, uh, okay, the Bayou Blue area of Homa, of Homa, Louisiana is. Primarily were the uh, let's see Ter- Terrebonne, Lafourche, uh, Iberville, Saint Charles, Jefferson. Uh, that's that's where all the murders happened over a ten year period. I know I'm butchering all those pronunciations, but I don't speak French. I, uh, one of them, the one that's spelled like Laforge or whatever, is is just Lafourche. The R, I guess, is silent. Because the okay. policeman in the documentary pronounced it like that. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, one thing on uh, Wikipedia here, it says uh, the 1992 presidential election. In 92, Dominique had briefly run for a shot of the U.S. presidency as an independent, although he dropped out of the race for unknown reasons. What? That almost what sounds you... like bullshit, doesn't it? Yeah. Was he running on the rape ticket? <laughs> See, 92, dude, he would have only been, I don't. he wouldn't have been old enough to run for president. Oh, he would have been. Uh, he would have been twenty-eight. He had to be what thirty-five. Was that right? Yeah, I knew it was right. I, I think. Someone. I think so. Um, yeah, he's a weird little character. Just uh, like a little pathetic Buffalo Bill. Uh, except not killing women and wearing their skin. It's just, just fucking dudes. But, like, oh, you know, he had a wig and shit and all that. Yeah, 35. You're right, to be president. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it was kind of interesting to me that uh, as time went on, he uh, was starting to kill more, more outside of his normal... Uh, profile because you know generally it was uh, it tend to be older black guys and then it that you know it was younger black guys and even like two or three white guys there towards the end. Um, you just wonder, yeah. you know, was he just you know whatever you know whatever I can get my hands on? It, yeah, it was just his urges were getting more constant, like. His first kill, you know, he rapes him, kills him. He goes through his whole little, you know, ritual that he does. And that sustains him for a while. And then, you know, that's why most serial killers, when they start, they'll kill one and they go for a year or two or more without doing right. it again. But then it accelerates. Like Dahmer, towards the end there, I think he killed like, uh, what was it, three Three men in a two-week period, or something like that. There towards the he end. Was, yeah, like right at the yeah. end. There, he was he was accelerating like crazy, and that's what was happening with this guy. I think he couldn't always find his preferred uh, victim in time, and he he needed it. He needed it now, so he would just you know uh, go after the white guys or the black guys. Not fit his normal. Uh, you know, type. Right. That's all it is. It's just that urgent need in there that he has to, like, give into. Yeah. And uh, one more thing I wanted to mention was there was, uh, I don't think I talked about this yet, the... Uh, there was a story of a, of a woman that uh, killed her children and then uh, she tried to kill herself, but I don't think she was successful. That was like big time news story, you know, right around that same area, and yeah. that was national news. And that's what they were covering instead of covering this story here, uh, which is you know yet another reason that you know took the focus off of this story, and 
you know, was was able to, you know, just allow him to keep doing what he did. Yeah. He he literally was in the right place to do what he wanted to do. Yeah. And if if he had not, if he could have restrained himself more, I don't think he'd even be caught today. If he'd been just a little bit smarter, man, they would have never been able to tie these things together. No. And it's interesting to me that it seems like some of these, uh, I guess a lot of police departments, they don't, when they start finding bodies like this, the last thing they want is it were to be a serial killer. So I think they don't look for that. They don't look for what they need to look for in the early stages of this. You mean they don't, they don't want that in their precinct? Yeah, because that usually brings a lot of heat on them. Because, yeah. of course, the, the, the term serial killer usually uh, gets everybody, you know, nationwide freaking out. And the people yeah. around there are going to be freaking out. You're going to have right. politicians, everybody saying, well, you need to get this shit taken care of now. Right. You know, it's, it's exactly. different. Well, people start pointing fingers at whoever, you know, they can. Yeah. And, you know, they, it was over, what, you know, four or five different parishes, and I don't think they communicated with each other very well, especially in the beginning. So, I think they said you know, the last two years, because two years before they called him is when they finally set up the task force. But he had been killing for years already. But, I mean, I don't even think they put those pieces together, you know, until then, that it was even the same guy. That's that's my issue about how some of the the competition between some of these departments because they just they won't communicate like you said with each other out of some yeah. competitive nature like fuck you you know or they don't want you know you know some of them if it's across state lines because of course if it's across state lines and it's a serial killer that's a federal issue yeah right so they 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 probably really hesitant to do that. Right. But the right thing to do is to do that, because the longer you wait, the more people are going to die. And the worse you will look. Uh, I don't know. Because you dry a ball. Yeah. It's just one of the people, I guess, in the the Green River case, I think the police department there got a lot of shit for the way they handled that. Somebody else. It was some other jurisdiction. It was the same way. Oh fuck! I can't remember who. Uh, of course, the cops in uh, Milwaukee with Dauber was active. They got a lot of shit, especially those two who just sent that poor boy back with them. Right. Uh, well, I mean, just look at you know how throwing a wrench into it. If if you just went, you know. 200 miles and either, you know, in any direction and did the exact same thing, they probably never would have put it together. So, I mean, that's like, like, you know, Henry Lee Lucas and and people like that, that used to travel all across, you know, they, they killed people in Mississippi, you know? Yeah. Again, you use not only the distance, you know, against law enforcement, but you use them against themselves. Uh, so yeah, that's why I think there's a lot more out there that have probably been smart and said, I'll just use the highway systems. Because, I mean, that is a smart way to do it. 
But then again, you look at this guy, you know, he's just local, and he could have gotten away with it still if he had just done it differently. Um, Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's... it's, Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's... uh, I was actually about to, I guess, just blather on about nothing. I wanted to mention about the documentaries themselves. Um, that Bayou Blue documentary, I, I wasn't particularly pleased with how they handled it. Um, I don't think it was that well done either. Um, uh, I don't. They know. leave I don't, a I don't lot really out. Like how, yeah, I don't like how they betrayed a lot of the uh, the families. Um, I don't know. I I really wish that they had gotten to interview some of uh, Ronald's uh, relatives. I would have liked to have heard. You know, obviously they probably you know declined, but uh, I would have loved to have heard yeah. his sister or somebody. You know, people that knew him as in high school or something or anybody. You know, but we didn't hear any of that. All we heard about that was from like Sleepy Time T. Dude, he he talked for like 45 minutes about how he's not gay, but he really probably is gay. He, uh, I started laughing at him because of, uh, the fact that he was like, he'd say a couple words and then he just, uh, he really looked like he had just taken like Xanax or something. Because he just like, you know, he's not off. But then you, you can like see right off, that's when they zoom in on his face because after poking with the stick, Right in his dick yeah. to get it way back up to say a few more words. And it was like that the whole time uh, with him. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't even mention about him. That was the guy that got away, essentially. And that's one of the yeah. ways they were able to catch this guy. Or that is the way they were able to catch this guy. Yeah, yeah. To his credit, he did uh, He did lead to that. Uh, he, uh, but what He he told his uh, parole officer or something about what, it, what had yeah. happened? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, and it's uh, it's just funny to me. He's talking about surviving his encounter with the serial killer. Yeah. And he he could not give two fucks. He just doesn't care. He's he's on some I mean really guys, we're not I mean, we're not exaggerating. This guy was on some right. sort of drugs and uh, Yeah, oh yeah, he was, was having trouble having trouble staying conscious during the interview. Yeah. Uh, bad. I mean, it was really bad. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, and and I felt bad about it too when they uh, when they and, and the documentary has more of this. They have his confession on tape, like his entire confession, and he details every murder. I take it. Yeah. Like, and he, he goes into pretty good detail of all of it because he remembers all of it. Uh, but he's whimpering and sniveling the entire time. He's yeah. crying like a bitch through the entire damn thing. And uh, yeah. it was interesting watching that and going back to the other white guy, the other two killer you mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah. His confession was totally different, completely different. He was almost... 
glad to talk about it, which is seems to be a a a running trait with a lot of these psychopaths. Uh, they enjoy talking about what they do because usually they have to keep it to themselves. Now they can just want to go out to the cops. Now, what other guy uh, was this? What other uh, white the, guy? The was white this? guy. The, the, the white guy uh, who was active at the same time in the same area. Oh, okay. Uh, that they caught. Um, he he killed eight people, I think. Uh, is, that, is that Gillis? Sean? Yes, Gillis. Gillis. I don't know why I'm having trouble remembering his name. Yeah, that's Gillis. Yeah, I need to go um, read about both of these guys now because uh, I'm not familiar. The the Lee we were talking earlier about him. I do remember him killing, uh, you know, primarily white women. Yeah. Now, also known as the Ghost of New Orleans. That's a term they gave him. Uh, I know Gillis's uh, confession is it's just a, a entirely different animal than than uh, Dominique's because he is unrepentant, uh, far more intelligent. I, I have to say, yeah. but uh, I don't know. That's just fascinating that that shit's going on now. I didn't realize that there that there have been so many. Around New Orleans, uh, it doesn't surprise me because it seems like the bigger cities attract this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's but, a, that's uh, a big I just city. never knew about it. Yeah, it's a huge sprawling city too. Yeah, uh, and I know that definitely uh, is a factor in that. That's a beautiful place too. If anybody ever gets a, a chance, and you you haven't been there, you definitely owe it to yourself. It's a very, very unique place to visit. And I actually uh, love that area. It's, and you know, despite all this shit going on down there, it is a really beautiful place, like you said. It is. Yeah, it's so much history. Oh, man, you're talking about Catholic, French, English, and American history, all in that one city. Uh, It it is a fascinating area. I really want to go back down there. Yeah. Um, But you also have, I guess, what would be the most famous serial killer down there, the Axeman of New Orleans. Was that back in the 10s or 20s? I guess the 20s. Oh, yeah. And they never caught him. I don't know. Uh, I'm glad I watched that documentary because it, it, uh, you know, like you said, it's not the best one out there. Uh, what did you feel the same way? Eyes. I mean, did you feel the same way I did about about how it's put about, together? It's after watching the other documentary, the Lifetime one. Yeah, it's really not. As uh, I guess it's more style over substance. Uh, yeah. You know, they, of course, they interview the victims' families and stuff, which is, you know, of course, they have a very relevant say in what's going down here. Uh, right. But they didn't say a whole lot about Dominique or really even the victims, you know? Uh, I think one 
one series. I don't know if I've even talked to you, to you about it. I guess it's a uh, killer in my family. Um, I guess I only have one season, but it it's family members of known serial killers or or spree killers or whatever meeting at least one of the victims' family members. Oh wow, that's hard to watch. And it's, uh, it, it's interesting, you know. They they never blame the family of the killer. At least the one who comes on the show. Some of them might, which is ridiculous, because the family had nothing to do with that shit. But uh, it is interesting. Like the woman who who uh, hosted, her dad was a serial killer. So oh, really? the first episode is her. Yeah, her dad was called the Happy Face Killer in Seattle. Uh, oh, yeah. Interesting story. Uh, and so she she really wanted to go and meet somebody, you know, who, who had, you know, suffered from this and apologized to them. Although, again, she doesn't have anything to apologize for. Uh, uh, that, that's the whole thing that runs through my mind is the family members of a killer are probably going through a lot of the same shit. Right. Uh, because, because not only have they lost, really lost a family member, they, they, they start doubting everything they ever knew about them. Um, and this was this woman's dad, you know, who was going out doing this at night. But uh, it's different people. You know, each episode is, of course, a different person. Uh, the D.C. sniper, uh, the widow, I guess the widow, the wife of uh, one of the D.C. snipers is uh, on there. I haven't watched that episode yet. Uh, but the last episode is the first one I watched because it's John Wayne Gacy's sister. Oh, wow. uh, going to talk to one of uh, the victims, and she's been apologetic since it happened, since it came through that that was that Casey had done all this. I feel sorry for her because she's like put herself through a lot of hell, you know, blaming herself for it, and she seems like a sweet woman. The monster in my family is the name of this. I guess that's it. That must be it. Yeah, all the episodes yeah. are on YouTube. Yeah, okay. Is this a relatively new show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I there's only one season out. that I know of. But, that uh, sounds interesting. It's very interesting because they go through pretty detailed the case, like like the you know, the perpetrator. Right. You know, and, and then they spend maybe the last quarter of it, or maybe the last third of it really talking about you know, interviewing the, uh, you know, the family member, brother, you know, daughter, uh, wife, or whatever, uh, and what they've been dealing with. And, and at the same time, interviewing the uh, family member of the, the deceased, of the victim. Um, it, is, it can be kind of tough, but they never get, like, uh, pissed off at, you know, uh, each other or anything. It's not. It's nothing like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, some of them were saying that they were receiving death threats. You know, I think Gacy's sister was saying that they were receiving death threats for what for what Gacy did. And again, the people who do that are to me in the same league 
as the shitheads, you know, the killers themselves. You're a shithead if you do that. Because, again, the family had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. But it seems like everybody receives death threats these days. I guess it's just it's just a new... I don't know. It's, it's just a new thing to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Though. I, I, I recommend it. Yeah, the uh, the oh, oh, a monster in my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have to check that out. Um, but the uh, in the Lifetime show we're talking about, it was some series on Lifetime that this was basically just an episode of of that show, and uh, I just kind of pulled it up on YouTube on a whim, and uh, you know, I actually learned a lot more about the killings on that than I did during this documentary. Because they left a yeah. lot of facts out, I thought, of that, of that documentary. They did. Um, a lot of relevant facts. Yeah, which I, I don't know why, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend if you're going to watch it, watch that, uh, the one on Lifetime. It's it, it's on YouTube. Just search, uh, you know, Bayou Strangler or whatever, Louisiana Bayou Strangler. And yeah. Find it. Um, but uh, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to talk about this guy? I think we pretty much hit it all. Um, uh, about him? I yeah, up. I mean this. You know, I don't know uh, much else about him. Like I said, I, I didn't know anything about him. I just until what two, three days ago. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's the the shocking thing to me is how close we are to it and how I mean I didn't know I had never heard of this guy I had never heard about any of these serial killer uh, you know the, that stuff going on and you know that area of Louisiana yeah it's it's disconcerting I'm glad they, that's one thing I do like about Body Blue is uh, they do uh, address that yeah okay I guess a journalist at the end. You know, he has every reason to be irritated by that because I am too. Yeah. Uh, you know, we. I. I just that is just that is weird. Uh, hmm. It basically outlined all the reasons you know that we gave uh, for the reasons why, pretty much that that wasn't more of a wide, widely known thing. Yeah. And I hate to uh, almost jump on that bandwagon that it's just because they were gay, you know, that trying to use that as an excuse, but it seems like that's exactly why. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't, I don't know that it's gay. I think it's just that, um, you know, drug addict, uh, you know, more uh, of a uh, no. so, socioeconomic status. Yeah, uh, gay, black drug addicts out there. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, as opposed to, you know, busting up in white women's homes. Right, uh, right. Shit like that. Uh, I mean, that's fucking news, you know. You're not going to miss, yeah. you know, the, the uh, you know, the drug addict on the corner. You're going to miss, no. the, you know, the, the woman that has a wife and kids at home, you know, that was murdered in her own house. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, that's why most of these killers get away with what they do for so long. You know, killing people that uh, society doesn't keep tabs yeah. on. Right. I mean, look at how many serial killers just prey on prostitutes, you know? I mean, it's a pretty common thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's extremely common. Uh, well, I thought it was weird. I looked up my Mississippi serial killer on YouTube to see if anything showed up. And only one thing did. I guess I guess they just haven't caught it here. But there was some somebody killed five elderly people in Columbus, Mississippi, some time back. And they never caught him. Oh, I don't think I've heard about that either. No, I haven't either. I, I can't remember exactly when. I don't think it was all that long ago. Uh, but I may be wrong. But he was killing, like, old people, you know, easy victims. Right. Victims who would be missed by some. Um, I'll, I'll try to look into that more. You know, you you say that. I went on YouTube and I was looking for stuff like that. And Mississippi serial killer was like the first thing that came up in, in my list. Mississippi. What? Like when I was looking up this guy earlier on, on YouTube, yeah. that's what came up, Mississippi serial killer. And I didn't even search for that. But that's, that's, that's weird. Some of, the, some of the keywords it was telling me to look at. Hmm. Uh, I specifically looked up that, and that's really a long guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't really see a whole lot here either. I see uh, Glenn Rogers, the Cross County Killer, Casanova Killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're only talking about you know five five murders. So. Yeah. I don't know. The only, what is it, Texas, Louisiana, and uh, Florida, I guess, I guess Georgia and that killer's here. I don't know. Alabama picks up more of them on YouTube than Mississippi. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, wonder why. Interesting. Most of, them, most of them were women. I didn't look to see what all they did. Uh, well, I can't really think of anything else about this guy. I I just there isn't much to know, at least not yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just real sad that it was kind of pushed under the rug. I think is is the biggest thing I'm taking away from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up if you want to. Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess we've said what we need to say on this one. Yep, and we'll, uh, uh, you know, as always, let us know if there's anything you'd like us to talk about. If there's, if you have a particular uh, serial killer that's in your area that you think is interesting, you know, be sure to let us know. We're probably going to be doing these on and off uh, for for a good while because um, I think we're both pretty interested in the subject matter. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, let us know, and uh, you know. Comment to us on Twitter or on Facebook, whatever, if you have any comments or anything. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time, guys.
Thanks.